looking in the Old Testament book of Genesis, chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32. And if I had to title the message today, I would entitle Lessons About Prayer from an All-Night Wrestling Match. Lessons About Prayer from an All-Night Wrestling Match. The story of Jacob and his life is really an amazing story. It would make an incredible blockbuster movie. If you think about all the plots and the twists and the turns and the deceptions and the victories and the defeats and everything that happens in the life life of Jacob, there are some incredible moments and there are some difficult times, but there is a great message in regards to his life. Remember, Jacob was, uh, was a twin. Uh, in the womb, the Scripture says that, that he uh, held on to his brother's heel and, and wouldn't let go. We know that after they had come into this life that he deceived his brother and stole away the birthright. And, uh, and then he went and found his wife. And remember that his father-in-law was a little bit... Um, uh, craftier than Jacob was, and he worked for several years for one wife, and then he tricked him into the sister because she was older. He worked ma- many more years uh, for the second wife, and uh, finally married the woman that he loved. And uh, and all through the events of Jacob's life, there are incredible stories and events and happenings. He he then went to his father-in-law, having you know been deceived and and tricked into many years of service in order to. To get the woman that he loved, and um, and so he began from his father-in-law's herds to build his herds, and God blessed him, and his wealth became immense, and uh, and in the middle of that, the father-in-law Laban became jealous and uh, and envious of what uh, Jacob had been able to do, and uh, and so uh, Jacob decided it was time for them to part ways, and so he slipped away in the night. And Laban came after him with his, uh, his servants and, and uh, some soldiers. And there was an encounter. I mean, just event after event after event in the life of Jacob. And, and again, you could make this into a, a movie or a series or, or, or something that would be fascinating and, and really uh, thought-provoking and, and capturing of us in regards to that. But in Genesis chapter 32... Probably one of the most fascinating and amazing events in his life. The scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 32 that while Jacob was in a time of prayer, that he encountered God. And God came to him in a physical form, if you would, and they began to wrestle because. God was trying to lead Jacob in a direction and Jacob was trying to, to get things the way that he had always gotten things. And so there is this wrestling match when God overcomes Jacob in the midst of his prayer time. And in the midst of this struggle, in the midst of this wrestling match with God, there are some lessons that we can learn about our prayer life, about our journey of faith, in relationship to the Lord. The first one is this. The blessings of God are released into our lives through prayer. 
the blessings of God are released into our lives through prayer. Before Jacob was even born, God had prophesied that the blessing would be his and not his brother's. So we look at his life and we go, well, he was deceptive in stealing away the birthright. But the fact of the matter is, God had already prophesied that that would happen, that Jacob would receive the family blessing and not his brother Esau. And so it wasn't until Jacob was in prayer, wrestling with God, that he actually received that blessing. Now I know if we look back in the scripture that when he deceived his brother, he received the birthright blessing. But the birthright blessing did not become fully aware and fully intact in his life until this time of prayer and wrestling with God that it became truly his. Sometimes the blessings that God has for us are always available, but they never come to fruition or not completed until we seek God in prayer and ask for him to release the blessing in our life. Jacob had always possessed the birthright, but the blessing of it was not completed until in this time of prayer he became honest with God, he became truthful with Him, and in Genesis chapter 32, God asked him the question sometime during the wrestling match, and he says to him, what is your name? And he has to be honest with God. God already knew, but he has to be honest with God. And he says, my name is Jacob. Jacob means deceiver. (laughs) He was deceptive. And we see throughout his life there was a number of times that that was reality. And God says to him, your name now will be Israel. So he changed his name. In that moment, the blessing became real because he was real with God. Because he was honest with God, because he knew that there was nowhere else that he could go to receive the blessing that God had for him. And so he said, my name is Jacob. I I am the deceiver. God said, no, from this moment forward, you will be Israel. We read that passage in Isaiah. And remember, as we were just reading that, as we started the service today, it talked about Jacob and then it talked about Israel, same person. Not two different people. He wasn't talking about the nation of Israel. He was talking about Jacob, and then he used his new name, Israel. He was making that transition from his former life to his new life in the blessing that God was bringing to him. And so he said, you will be Israel. Israel means one who contends for God. He's a soldier for God. And so sometimes the blessing has always been available. However, we haven't received it because we haven't claimed it through our prayer life. If you look into God's Word, there are thousands of promises in God's Word. As you read through His Word over and over again, God promises things for us and to us if we belong to Him, if we have a relationship with Him. And so when we read through God's Word and we see the the promises that He has and the blessings that He has for us, it is a time for us to pray. Pray about those promises. Pray about those blessings and seek them from God through our prayer life because God's blessings can only be released in our life through prayer. Second thing we see about the prayer life today, sometimes the blessings of God are released through persistent prayer. Now I want you to notice this wrestling match 
took place all night long. And it wasn't until it was almost dawn that the wrestling match ended. Jacob was persistent, not letting go. In fact, the scripture in Genesis chapter 32 says he would not release God. He was holding on to him for his dear life because he wanted the blessing that that God had promised. He wanted the blessing that he had been looking for his whole life. And so he had to be persistent in seeking that blessing. He had to be persistent in holding on to the Lord in order to receive that which he had been promised. So sometimes in our life, our, our prayer life needs to be persistent in prayer. That we need to pray, and 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 we need to be persistent. And we need to keep waiting on the Lord to answer. And we're going to see in a moment that sometimes God delays His answer to our prayers because He wants to find out some things about us. And so we need to be persistent in our prayer life, and He waits in order to see just how strong our resolve is. How are we committed to that blessing or that promise, or that thing that we're seeking from Him, how committed are we to that? How faithful are we to that in our life? How strong is our faith and our resolve that God will deliver? And so so Jacob wrestled and would not let go of God all night long. He was persistent in his prayer. Sometimes we need to be more persistent in our prayer life. We pray something and we say, well, you know, listen, God didn't answer. He must not want that for me. And that's not always the case. The case is sometimes the blessing is there, the blessing is available, but we must be persistent in our prayers, and that persistence will eventually, after God has seen our resolve and our commitment and our faith to Him, that He will answer and respond and meet the need in our life. Third thing I want us to see today is this. The blessing of God, the blessings of God are not obtained through our engineering. Not through our design. Did you notice that when we went back and we looked at the life of Jacob and he deceived his brother and stole away his birthright. But when he stole away his birthright, he did not receive that blessing until years later, many, many years later, when he was in this persistent prayer, this all-night wrestling match with God. And so when you look at that, He had engineered, he had deceived, he had plotted, he had planned to receive the birthright, but the blessing didn't come. And the blessing didn't come because God, because the blessings of God do not come by our own engineering. The blessings of God, so so when we say, God, I want this or I want that in my life, and then we figure out a way to get it and we manipulate things to get it where we want it to be in our life, then that's not God's blessing. We engineered that. We, we contrived, we concocted, we manipulated, we brought that about. It's when we turn the blessing over to God and we allow Him to bring the blessing in our life that the true blessing comes. The blessings that come are not of our own doing or our own engineering, but rather they are from God when we will release God. All good things, God's Word says, come from above. If there's going to be a true blessing in our life, then it must come from Him, not from our own design, not from our own engineering, not from our own planning and and, and our own efforts. Jacob was the deceiver. But God changed His name to Israel, the soldier, 
a fighter for God, God granted the blessing that Jacob didn't, or God granted the blessing Jacob didn't wrestle in a way from the Lord. So, so it wasn't a wrestling match that, that Jacob took this away from him, but God granted the blessing because of his faithfulness. God granted the blessing because of his persistence. God granted the blessing because he stayed faithful in relationship to that, and he knew that that blessing would not come from any other source than from God. Fourth thing I want you to see is this. God is himself the blessing we seek. God is himself the blessing that we seek. That's what Jacob realized in the all-night wrestling match, in in the all-night confrontation with God, is he realized that the thing that he had wanted all along was just a relationship with the Lord. The thing that he had sought all along, and that's why he wouldn't let go. That's why he wouldn't release, is because he, he was looking for something, and he realized in the midst of that struggle that the thing he'd been looking for all along was simply a relationship with the Lord. And that he couldn't, couldn't engineer that, that he couldn't deceive and, and, and manipulate and bring that about. It had to be genuine, and it had to be real. And so in relationship to that, he understood that, that this blessing that was coming, that it was, was simply the relationship with the Lord. That it was simply in receiving His truth and allowing that truth to become a real part of His life. Receiving the blessing can only be one when we have lost or when we have surrendered to the Lord. The blessing can only come when we finally surrender to Him and we let go of the control of things. And we're not trying to manipulate it and we're not trying to move it. We're not trying to, to, to make others do what we want them to do to get where we want to be, but rather we simply turn it over to the Lord. And we surrender and we allow Him to take control. Then the true blessing can begin to become in our life. And we have to realize the process that Jacob was working through and the things that were taking place in order for him to receive this blessing. Let's go to the Word for just a few moments and let's look in Genesis chapter 32 at some of the conversation that takes place through the process of this. And so so we know that he was returning home. He was coming to meet Esau. He was, was afraid of the anger or the revenge that Esau might bring on him. And so he was trying to, to work for that. And then look in verse 11. Actually, let's pick up in, in verse 10. He said, I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and all the faithfulness which thou hast shown to thy servant. For with my staff only I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. So he said, when I left... When I left my homeland, when I, he said, just me and my staff. That was it. And he says, now look. He said, I have so much I can divide it into two groups. I have so much that I have, have two separate wives and, and they can take two separate gatherings of my children and my possessions and my herd and all of these things. And then notice what he says. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother. So he's in prayer. He's praying to God but from the hand of my brother uh, Esau, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me, the, uh, the mothers with the children. For thou didst say, I will surely prosper you, 
and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered uh, for multitude. So he spent the night there, and then he selected from what he had with him a present for his brother Esau. Now listen, he's presenting this, this present, trying to win the favor of his brother back. 200 female goats and 20 male goats and 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milking camels and their colts, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants, every, every drove by himself, and said to his servants, Pass on before me and put a space between droves. And he commanded the one in front, saying, When my brother Esau meets you and asks you, saying, To whom do you belong and where are you going and to whom do these animals in front of you belong, then you shall say, These belong to your servant Jacob. It is a present sent to my lord Esau. And behold, he, was, he is also behind us. So, so this is the event that's unfolding. He has left and fled from his father-in-law Laban. And they parted not on the best of terms, but they did part with, with an agreement together that there was a barrier. They set up a stone barrier, a, 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 an altar, if you would. And they said, you don't come past this and I won't go past that and, and we'll just go our separate ways and everything's okay. So now he has no land. He's returning home to his family. And he is afraid of Esau and what might happen when he comes because of Esau's anger and revenge for him. And so he says, I'm going to try to, to soften Esau up a little bit. I'm going, to, I'm going to send this great present to him. And this is going to be my gift to him. And hopefully this great gift will cause him to, to lessen his anger and his desire to seek revenge for me. And so he does that. And so then we drop down and it says... Uh, so now he arose that same night and took his two wives and his two maids and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. And he took them and sent them across the stream and he, and he sent across whatever he had. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Here's the wrestling match. And when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh so that the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. And then he said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And so he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And then Jacob asked him and said, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob named the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Now the sun rose up upon him just as he crossed over Peniel, and he was limping on his thigh. Therefore this day the sons of Israel do not eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. The struggle. I have seen God 
face to face. I wrestled with Him to seek His blessing. All I really needed was, was to have a relationship with Him. And in the end, that's all I really wanted. Bless me. Give me this relationship. And so in the midst of this, we recognize God hears us because He cares for us and He became weak for us. I want you to think about that for a moment. We're talking about God. And He wrestled with Jacob all night long. And we know the power of God. We know that God spoke and the world exists. We know that when, when His children were in captivity, He caused the plagues to come. And when they sought for freedom, we, we've talked about that, how He held back the waters on each side so that they could cross over on dry ground. We know the power of God, and yet there was this wrestling match that took all night. Why? Because God held back. We know that God in a moment could have just, just this to Jacob, and Jacob would have been gone, would have been done. We know that he all he had to do was speak, and he could have been destroyed. That's the power that God possesses and the power that God has. And yet, he wrestled with him all night long because he held back. He didn't use his full strength. He became weak in order to bring a blessing to Jacob's life. Think about that for just a moment. He became weak in order to bring a blessing to Jacob's life. Where else do we see that in Scripture? Perhaps when He sent His Son from the throne room of heaven and He became a human being of flesh and blood on this earth, He became weak. He became subject to man's bounds physically. He was beaten. He was spat upon. He was mocked and ridiculed. He was nailed to a cross. And He died you and for me. He became weak so that He might bring a blessing to your life and to my life. Just like He became weak so that He could bring a blessing to Jacob's life, He became weak so that He might bring a blessing to our lives. He became weak and subjected Himself to, to death. Death on a cross. Buried in the tomb. Resurrected the third day ascended the right hand of the Father so that He might bring a blessing to our lives. And so when we're seeking God's promises and when we're seeking God's blessing, it comes through our prayer life. I wonder, I just wonder, when's the last time you wrestled with God all night long? When's the last time that there was a, a burden in your life a need in your life, a struggle in your life, a healing in your life that you needed, that you, you desired, that you were looking for, and, and you, you wrestled with God all night seeking His blessing, See, seeking for Him to intervene in your life in some way. Jacob wrestled all night long to receive the blessing of God. God has become weak so that we might receive His blessing but what have we done to receive it? How have we responded to God's weakness? 
how have we responded to seeking a relationship with Him and a blessing in our life so that we might know Him more and we might know Him greater and we might know Him more complete, that we might live for Him as we should each and every day. There are some lessons here for us to learn from an all-night wrestling match and that these lessons can help us in our prayer life and help us in our relationship with the Lord. Well, this morning we're going to offer an invitation